on this episode of This is Game Boy and Light. I know y'all have been waiting two weeks, but let's talk about some football. Welcome to uh, Light Episode 28. I always have to look it up. I never remember what episode run. Um, yeah, this is Game Boy Light Episode 28. Uh, before we open up the playbook and get into things here, um, just a little bit update on me. Uh, I've taken a small break from streaming and YouTube content, uh, more so just to try and realign myself, uh, get back to a, a steady a steady pace in life. And uh, just, you know, focus on me a bit. But uh, outside of that, uh, I've, been, I've been doing some art for Men Over Mars' art club. Uh, I've been playing a bit of World of Warcraft. Uh, did a little bit of Call of Duty with some friends for Season 4. Uh, some retro project uh, things with Legs and Mo. Uh, so behind the scenes, I'm still quite busy, but it's been nice to not have that extra overhead with streaming so uh we'll be back but when i'm when i'm ready <laughs> uh but outside of that quick update really not a ton going on uh so yeah let's crack up with the playbook we're gonna dive into american football games for this uh light episode we might have to make it a two-parter uh because there are a handful of f- football games for this uh great little handheld so we're gonna take a quick small break because you know intro and when we come back, let's uh, deep dive into the opening football games for the Game Boy. Stay tuned. So, like I said before, the Game Boy actually had a handful of football games. Uh, when I'm talking about a handful, I'm talking about eight or nine football games, which, you know, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, eight or nine. That's actually quite a bit, especially for the Game Boy, and especially that early on in video game life cycle. Like, we always had the basics, you know, for Atari and NES, like... You know, you had Tecmo Bowl, you had football, you know, and you had play-action football, you had Atari football. You know, you had a bunch of these, like, kind of generic-y titled uh, sports games. But the Game Boy will bring on a lot of licensed football games, which kind of blows my mind a bit, especially since it's the Game Boy. Uh, really not you know, seen at, you know, for its sporting video games, you know, it's more so seen for its, you know, quick platformers that, uh, you know, Super Mario Land or uh, Super Mario Land 2, as most of you really enjoy, and, and it's puzzle games, right, like your Catraps, your Hyper Load Runners, your uh, Boxholes, you know, things of that nature, uh, but it's never really thought of as this, you know, sport sports game, you know, monster, but, uh, wait until we get to soccer. 
Oh, or basketball. There's so many of them, but we haven't gotten there yet. We're on football, American football, not European football. And uh, let's dive into the first game, which we are going to be talking about play-action football. Um, it did make its debut onto the Game Boy December 1990, developed by Tosei and published by Nintendo. This game was also on the NES as well, too, which is probably where most listeners will have actually have played it or have recognized the, the name. Game is exceptionally basic. Um, you are welcomed to a very loud and high-pitched theme song. And once you press start, you get to choose between four different options, which is phenomenal. Uh, you get to do a one-player versus computer, a one-player playoff, a 1v1, and a two-player versus computer. Not having friends, never had this game growing up. It's really hard to emulate uh, a link cable or even finding people to do this with nowadays. I can only assume that the 1v1 is your head-to-head -head competition with your friend and your two-player versus computer is you, t you and your friend are on the same team versus the computer. I can only assume these, but it makes sense. Uh, one versus com is your one game against the computer. It's your exhibition match. Really nothing much to say about that at all. And your one-player playoff mode is your tournament-style gameplay. This is where you're going to go against, you know, four, six, eight different type of uh, opponents. Get to the finals, win, you get a trophy, maybe, maybe, maybe some credits, and you call it a day. Uh, preferably, you're probably going to play the playoff mode, because that's where you're going to get most of your gameplay, most of your bang for the buck from in this game. Once you have chosen your game mode, uh, you're going to have to choose your level, which, interesting enough... A sports game that you can choose a difficulty in on the Game Boy? Like, that's interesting, because typically retro football games back in the day had one difficulty, and it all depended on the team. Like, your difficulty depended on the team that you were facing. Like, if you were going against the Raiders, because they had Bo Jackson, you were going to get ran over on defense versus... If you were the Raiders and playing against another team, you were going to run over the defense because you had Bo Jackson. You know, so it always depended on the team at that time. Um, but in this game, you get to choose between four different difficulties or levels, one being the easiest and four being the hardest. Um, and then from there, you get to choose your team. So since this isn't a licensed NFL game, you are very limited on what you can choose. So you get to choose between eight different teams that are done just by their city name. So you don't have, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. You don't have the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers. You don't have any of this in this game. Like I said, the game isn't licensed by the NFL. So therefore, the game can't use licensed NFL names like that. So everything is just done by the city. Uh, once you've chosen your team, you're kind of thrown right into the gameplay. Your, inter your, your opening scene is the opening kickoff where you are um, in the kicking position with a power bar on top of the screen. Once the bar is filled, you want to kick it, and then you want to run down the field and tackle your opponent. Um, sounds pretty simplistic. Uh, literally everything. The kicking, the sound effects, the music, literally everything in this game, the audio is so high p 
pitched that I honestly recommend playing this game without sound. Like, just go, like, turn on, you know, your favorite album. Go, like, go listen to some Metallica or ACDC or Poison. Go listen to something while playing this game because you are not going to enjoy any of the audio coming from uh, this gem of a sports game. So, with that said, graphically, the graphics are by far the best part of this game. They went with a very simple graphic style, but it's done very well. It's not like your, you know, your Atari football game where it's a, a stick with some twigs on the, you know, with some little twiggies on the side running down the field. They have actually taken the time to outline what a what a basic football player would look like from the top-down view. So your shoulder pads, your helmet, etc. Um, like I said, it's a very simple design, but you can actually visually see that it's a player. You know it's a player and not some blob running around on a field. Um, the field itself, football fields are green, right? Um, the Game Boy is green. However... The game does a really good job of not making that field overbearingly green. Uh, it takes the lightest green from the palette that it can and puts it onto the field, making the lines, the hashes, and the numbers the darker green. So it actually uh, is a bit. It's, it's actually pretty nice on the eyes. And your players are either going to be the white filled, you know, or outlined rather, and a black or dark green fill in. Uh, you always know what team is what. Uh, there's never mixed, mashed uh, jerseys or anything of a sort. And there's always an arrow above your head so you know who exactly you're controlling on the field at any time. Visually, this game does a nice job giving its restricted palette and giving that it's a football game. And most football games are very green because of the football field and the angle that most developers took when creating a football game. Um, with that said... Once you get tackled, you go into your playbook. Uh, you get, do get to choose your plays depending on if you're offense or defense. Uh, you're pretty restricted in this in this in a way. You can kind of flip pages, but for the most part, you're per, you're you're very restricted to your halfback tosses and your and your short fly passes. Um, the only real difference is how they line up in the backfield. And in a game like this, if for it being so simple, it really doesn't matter on your formation at all. Um, so once you've chosen your play, which you choose with the D-pad, um, when the pass, if it's a passing play and you're on defense, what I found is because I typically play as a lineman in these games, is that when it's a passing play and the quarterback drops, drops back to throw. You take your lineman and put them right into the middle of the field, and then you wait for the arrow to know where the quarterback is going to pass the pass the ball. And you take your character that you're controlling and run it to that arrow. And you could almost get a hundred percent interception every time that you do it. Literally, passing in this game is completely useless. Your character is either a not going to catch it, b it's going to get intercepted. Or C, your player will catch it and will just end up dropping the ball in a way. I don't think I've ever really got too far passing in this game. I've always ran the ball. Uh, running the ball, it kind of benefits from that retro 
football field, if you've ever played Tecmo Bowl on the NES, where you can do that crisscross angle running and no one can ever tackle you, this game really takes that to heart. Um, with that, uh, when you are in the playmaking uh, screen or the play choice screen, it is loaded. I mean, loaded with information. Um, it's it's actually really impressive how much information they shoved into the screen. It's almost overbearing. Uh, but they, they show you four plays to choose from at any given time. They show you a small scale of the football field and show you where your opponent is, where the first down line is, and basically it gives you a sense of, oh, I should choose this play on defense or choose this play on offense. Uh, it tells you... You're down, your yards needed for a first down, the time, um, score, obviously. Uh, it, it just, it, it just, it packs, there's so much information it's packed in. It's actually pretty disorganized as well, too. Uh, it just feels like, hey, we need to have this information somewhere. We have some white space around the play, uh, around the play choices. Let's just shove it into there and we'll call, we'll call it good. And it's like, all right, you know, but you can read it. It's readable. You can kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, the gameplay, uh, like I said, the gameplay kind of sucks. The passing is tough and easily interceptable. Running the ball is the best choice to do. Uh, but again, like this is a super bare bones football game. Like it doesn't have your cadences. It doesn't have your audibles. It doesn't have any of that crazy stuff at all there's no spinning there's no juking there's no stiff arms at all there's no turbo button like there would be in later football games it is just your bare bones you get the ball to the running back or the receiver you run down the field until you get tackled or your score touchdown uh there's nothing fancy about it at all uh so with that said the game overall is not bad i would recommend playing the game if you don't know anything about football at all like if you've watched, you know, a couple couple games on the TV or the YouTube's and you're just like I don't understand what is happening. This game is honestly the best game to play because it tells you or shows you firsthand just the absolute simplicity of football. Like in football, you have a quarterback, they take the ball, they give the ball to someone else, that someone else runs down the field until they are hit and on the ground. Or they've made it to the other end of the field, what we call the end zone, and scored a touchdown. Basically, that is the premise of football. Whether the ball is thrown in the air or handed off to somebody is up to the play choice. Uh, but again, the audio in this game is brutally bad. I mean, brutally bad. Play the game without audio. You'll thank me later. Like I said, toss on your favorite favorite album while sitting sitting in your chair playing the Game Boy. It's not a bad game. It teaches you basic fundamentals and simple and it, and tells you the simple foundation of football. That's play action football. Um, but yeah, let's pop open the second playbook here that we're gonna look into, and we're gonna we're gonna look at NFL football. That is the name of the game. Uh, released in April of 1990, so a few months before Play Action Football, and it was developed and published by Konami. So, 
if you know your sports games at all from back in the 80s and 90s, Konami did some pretty damn good sports games. I'm looking at you, Blades of Steel. Um, so, hey, we have Blades of Steel, which is hailed still as one of the best you know, hockey games of the retro generation. Well, now they made a football game. It must be fan. It must be great, right? So, when you turn on the Game Boy after the Nintendo logo is scrolled down your screen, you are greeted with that beautiful, nostalgic Konami slide reveal, much like you've seen on Contra, just much like you've seen on um, Castlevania. Just, oh, it's so beautiful. And then that's pretty much where the good stops for a while. <laughs> um, you are greet you are then seen with an NFL logo and seal, and you get to choose between a one or two player option. As soon as you hit start, you are <laughs> you are introduced to the ear piercingly loud sound effects that this game has. I don't know what it is about sports games, but the composers or whomever decided to make audio for these games thought that the most high-pitched noise were perfect for sports games because they probably tried to mimic arenas and they did a poor job doing so. Um, so once you've chosen your players, you get to choose your time. So you can choose between normal and short. Yeah. Again, you are greeted with another disgustingly loud high-pitched noise. And then you get to choose between, uh, your, you get to choose your team. Now, this is an NFL licensed video game, okay? The team select is every NFL team that was around at that time. So you had the Houston Oilers, the Minnesota Vikings, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Green Bay Packers. You had all of these teams that you can choose from, and they actually were the names of the teams. So once you've chosen your team, you, again, are greeted with some crazy high-pitched audio. And then you're into the kickoff screen. So this time around, instead of you kicking the ball, you're receiving the ball. And when the ball is kicked, there is this blood-curdling high-pitched noise on, from the time the ball is kicked until the time the ball is caught, which is seemingly a very long time because this sound is atrocious on your ears. Just atrocious. Then once you've caught the ball, you're greeted with a actually super catchy tune. It's a shame that the treble and pitch of it is so bad that you don't want to listen to it. Um, the tune itself is actually quite nice to listen to. It's catchy, it has a rhythm to it, but the pitch is so high that you either have to turn the sound way down or just completely turn off. And again, this is another game I would recommend you to turn the audio off on and put on your favorite album of, you know, Poison, White Snake, whoever you want to listen to. So here's where things start to pull away from play action football, right? Play action football had choices of game modes and difficulty, whereas NFL uh, football only had a time, a time uh, choice, and obviously more teams to choose from. So, with this being Konami, Konami's going to take it a step further, right? With their sprite work, 
Uh, the sprites in this one, instead of being a top-down shoulder pad and helmet view, they took a little bit of almost an isometric view of it where you can actually see the torso, leg, shoulder pads, and helmet of the of the of the sprite themselves or the player. And they're they 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 almost look like Frankenstein. Uh, not not in a bad way either, but you know they're they're very pixel, they're very square and blocky. Uh, they they look like Frankenstein, you know, lined up on the field. And when they start running, the animations are actually really really smooth. Like you can see the legs kicking for the running, you can see the arms, you know, swaying for running. The animations are incredibly incredibly smooth. The pixel work and the artwork in this game is none other than very nicely done. Even the field, the field though, I have a problem with the field. Now, playing it on Game Boy is probably not so bad because of the green. But if you play it on like a Super Game Boy, Super Game Boy Two, emulator, whatever your other, your choice of playing the game is, the field is white with black lines it is eye searingly bad you have to change the palette or you have to do something because it is so hard to look at um because there's so much white on the screen because literally the field is what you're the field is the still the main focus of a football game you need to get to 10 yards or however many yards you need to get you need to see where you're going it's just like a racing game the main focus on a racing game is your racing track, right? It's never your actual car. It's the racing track, just like in football. Your main focus is the football field. It's never the actual player. Um, so that's where I start to have problems with the game is you spend a lot of time on the field and not in the playbook. So you, you have to kind of, your eyes have to adjust for it. And like I said, if you're playing on the actual Game Boy, it's not going to be so bad because it's going to use that nice green monochrome to kind of dull down that bright white that's happening. But if you're playing on anything outside of the Game Boy, expect to want to change the palette. Um, so now we go into the actual playbook choice. And this screen is night and day better than what Play Action Football was. Play action football should have taken a page out of the NFL football uh, playbook. <laughs> nope, you know, no pun intended. Um, all of the information is beautifully organized in the screen. You only get to see one play at a time, but you can scroll between different plays and different formations. And at the bottom of the screen is this table-like information or chart that is super organized on what is seen and not seen for the player. So you can see, you know, time left in the quarter, the score, timeouts, um, the down, the yards needed, uh, where you are on the field. So if you're at the 40-yard line, the 50-yard line, you can see all of that. It's super, super, super detailed. And this time around, the controls are phenomenal. Um, you can pass the ball. You can pass the ball quite nicely. Uh, your your character will actually catch it and actually run with it. You can actually catch in like triple coverage. It's kind of ridiculous at times. Uh, obviously, running is always an option, especially if you choose the Raiders. Um, heck, you can even choose the Lions to have Barry Sanders, right? So, I mean, ah, pick your poison on that one. 
And then uh, there's fumbles in the game. They don't happen very often. Because uh, I was curious about this when I played the game. I was like, hey, I wonder if there are fumbles in the game. There are there are definitely interceptions. I'm like, I wonder if there are fumbles in the game. And sure enough, like the last like four minutes that I was playing it, I finally got a fumble. And I was like, all right, we had fumbles in a video game now. This is good. This is good. We're making progress. Uh, my one issue, though, with the gameplay is that it seems like everyone moves at like 0.25 speed. It seems like everything is just turned down to like super slow motion. So having like, like your timings are very different, right? If you're, if you're playing something like, you know, Madden 2019 or whatever, everything's a pretty real time motion. Like everyone's running down the field. You know, if you throw this, you know, 20 yards down, the guy it has to sprint to catch it or, you know, whatever it may be. In this game, your timing ticks are very different because like, you're like, well, this guy's moving super slow. I don't want to throw it too far ahead of him. But in reality, the ball moves just as fast as the player is moving, basically, too. So when you throw the ball in front of the player, the player is going to catch it because the ball moves really slow in the air. But your brain, seeing how all the sprites are moving, like how fast they're moving, your brain's like, I can't throw that ball too far in front of him because he's not going to be able to run up to it and catch it because you think the ball is going to travel faster. That's my biggest issue, my biggest issue with the game. Like I said, the audio one... There's an easy workaround. Literally just turn the sound off. Um, but there's not a really easy workaround between the eye-searing field unless you change the palettes. If you can, even change the palette depending on what you're playing on. And just the overall speed of which your sprites move at. This is another game that I would actually recommend those not too familiar with football to actually check out as well too. But I would play this game after play-action football. I know this game came out before Play Action Football, but I would recommend playing this game after you've checked out Play Action Football. The reason I say that is Play Action Football is football in its simplest form possible. This game takes it a little bit, uh, a, notch, a notch higher, where you are now going to be greeted with formations that actually matters, like your shotguns, your eye formations, your... Uh, four three three four defense your dime defense like these 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 formations actually start to make a difference in this game um you're also greeted with time management so you can actually see okay i'm at the 35 yard line with four minutes left to play if i score a touchdown here the other team's going to get the ball and they can potentially run down the field and score a touchdown and if they score a two-point conversion, they win. If they get a field goal, we tie over overtime. Like you did, this, you start to think about time management with your with your team as well too, because you know exactly where you are on the field at any given time during the play play choosing process. So now you start to have to start thinking about like a strategy when it comes to football itself. So this takes it a little a notch higher than play action football in terms of understanding the mental of the game instead of the physical aspect of the game. So with that, we are going to take a, a quick break here after talking about those two games. Uh, when we come back, we are going to briefly touch base. When I say briefly, like we all know what game I'm about to talk about next. We're going to talk about Tech Mobile, so stay tuned.
welcome back everybody so you can't have a retro football game without thinking Tecmo Bowl right you had Te you had Tecmo Bowl on the NES you have Super Tecmo Bowl on the Super Nintendo there might even be a Tecmo Bowl on the uh, not it wouldn't be on the Sega because the game is licensed by Nintendo but you know what I mean like there's always that Nostalgia, like if you walked up to somebody like, "Hey, name me a football game on the on the NES," they're gonna be like, "Tecmo Bowl." Name me a football game on the Super Nintendo. Super Tecmo Bowl. You know, there's always that game. Name me a hockey game on the NES. Blades of Steel. Right. So here we go. Tecmo Bowl for the Game Boy. Game came out in September of 1991 developed by sculptured software published by Tecmo uh, the game is actually in Japan known as Tecmo Bowl GB or Game Boy and this game is a part of the Tecmo Bowl franchise this game it it tries to mimic its NES uh, counterpart so much for the Game Boy um, the music, even though loud, isn't that crazy high-pitched, disgusting noise that you have heard in the past two games. The music is catchy. When you boot up the game, you get this, you would assume red, white, and blue, but it's American flag-style Tecmo Bowl, you know, with the, the, the star banners and the letters, and the, the screen is scrolling saying that this is licensed by the National Football League or the NFL. You know, back as far as 1988, and once all of this scrolls through, you get to see all of the different types of teams that are coming in, uh, a roster for each team as well, too. So, like, this time around, like, we actually have player names being introduced into a football game. So, how I've already mentioned um, Barry Sanders and... You know, Mike Dick, uh, we have all those types of people. You know, Bo Jackson. Now they're actually a playable character or a playable player in, in these games if you, you know, choose the correct team. So, from here, you get to choose three different options. You have one player, two players, and coach. So what coach is, is instead of you playing the game where you get to control your player, tackle, pass, run, do whatever, you get to choose the plays, substitute in and out players, um, and do all of the actual coaching aspect of the game, which is actually a super cool and unique feature of this game. You don't get to see this all too often, especially in a retro game, because everyone's just like, I want to play the game. I want to play as Bo Jackson. I want to play as, you know, whoever, whoever. So having the ability to just be like, I don't really want to play the game, but I want to do, I want to do the strategy portion of the game because football is both mental and a very physical strategy-driven game. So, or sports, rather. So choosing coach, this you know this taps into your strategy side of thinking, of hey, it's third down, it's third and twelve, 
if we run the ball, we'll maybe only get three yards. We should probably take the chance of passing the ball because typically a passing will get 10 to 15 yards. Um, things of that nature. Or, hey, we're, you know, we have 20 seconds left in the, you know, yeah, 20 seconds left in the game. We need to get more towards the center of the field to line up for a field goal to win the game or tie the game or whatever it may be. You know, let's do a quick dump pass into the center, have the guy kneel down, get tackled, whatever it may be, call a timeout or spike the ball or, you know, do a quick lineup with a field goal, and then we can kick the field goal. There's a lot of strategy involved, especially with field placement, time management, and everything else that people really get a kick out of more so than the actual physical aspect of if I hit this guy straight on, there's a chance that he can just bulldoze me. If I come approach from the side, he, he could stiff arm me. If I approach from the back, I could trip him, but he could also spin me. Like, there's a lot of physical aspect to that some people just don't want to deal with. So once you've chosen uh, your, your game mode, essentially, your one-player, two-player coach, you are now... You get to choose the team that you want to play. Um, again, instead of this time actually being listed by team name, like Vikings, Eagles, Packers, this one is labeled with the actual cities that they're based, the city or state that they're based in. So now you have Minnesota, Chicago, Washington, Cleveland, etc. Uh, but you also have a password option in here as well too. So with the password option is since this is Tecmo Bowl and everything is season-based or, you know, playoff-based, as you progress and win, you're going to get a password that you can use to continue where you left off. So once you've chosen your team, you go into the first week. If you've ever played the NES Tecmo Bowl, you know that once you chose your team, you go into the first week and you're yeah, hurrah, first week of the season, right? It's just like that on the Game Boy as well too. You even get a nice little catchy, uh, nice little catchy tune going on in there. You get to get a shot of a scoreboard, and now we go into kind of a, a side top-down view. It's almost again isometric view of the actual field. So you, this time around, you get to you're, you're kicking the the ball this time, but you get to be the actual player so here you know you get a you get a kick bar that you fill up and once you kick it you get this nice super catchy tune that's actually bearable to listen to and you get to start diving around and everything else the field looks it's it's kind of dull in my opinion i would say the weak part of the graphics in this game is the actual field in terms of playing um the field is a, like, if you're playing on an emulator, it's going to be like a grungy gray with some black lines on it. It's actually kind of hard to see some of the stuff happening. If you're playing on Game Boy, it's kind of a, a dull green with slightly dull, darker green on top of it. The lines and the numbers are actually quite difficult to see compared to our previous two games that we just talked about. Uh, the game is actually, it actually does strain your eyes a little bit. And even with the players running down the field, the players have multiple colors going on with their uniform, whether it's a black top and white bottom or a white bottom and black top, you, it, it blends in very much with what's going on to the field. It's the same color scheme uh, through and through. Um, 
but the sprite work themselves are very nicely done. So instead of taking a front front portion or a top-down portion that we've seen both in NFL football and in play-action football, TechMobile takes a side profile of the actual players, and the animations, again, are phenomenal. Um, and the actual sprite work is very well done. You can see the arm flex with them holding the ball. You can see the actual knee bending and leg movement of them running. And a little bit of the bobbing of them actual running as well, too. The animations are superb on the players. And you can actually see the legs and the arms actually alternate back and forth. And there's actually a decent amount of animation happening on the screen at any given time. Because the numbers above your head and the person carrying the ball's head is always flickering. There's always a flash happening. So there's always sprites going in and out there. When, and then there's a dive animation. So your sprite character changes into a stretched out Superman pose basically and slides across the field. If you get hit a certain way, your character kind of curls up into a ball and bounces across the field. There's a lot happening, you know, at any given time. And the game handles it perfectly well, along with an actual timer rolling. So kudos to the actual game itself running very well. Now, we go into the, the, the play choice screen here. And how we've had play-action football and NFL football literally just give you everything you could possibly ask for in terms of information. This game really reels that in. Um, this game does not give you a lot of information to go on. Uh, you can ch you have again you're presented with four plays to choose from. Typically, two run plays, two pass plays. That's usually the, the go-to for old retro games. Uh, and at the bottom of the screen, you have a what almost looks like a, a tape measure or a ruler that is broken off into end zone, uh, 20 yards, 50 yards, 20 yards, and the other end zone. And then you have a little white arrow showing you where you are in respect of, of the field. But you don't get that nice micro management that you had once upon a time where like you're on the 40-yard line, you're on the opponent's 40-yard line, you know, it's, uh, you, you, know, you, don't, you just don't get that micro data anymore. You still get the score, the time left in the quarter, what quarter it is and what down it is, and how many yards you have left to run. That That is almost a given in any football game you give you because those are the four most important things that you need to pretty much worry about. Um, so, again, it's, it's kind of a lackluster menu. It gets the job done, but... I do wish they gave you more information on the screen at any given time. And this play selection screen does blink a lot. Like, it shows you, like, you have to, again, use your D-pad to choose to play up, left, down, right. And those are blinking. There's a ready button that, like, blinks. There's just a lot of unnecessary animation, in my opinion, in the actual play action or in the, in the playbook screen. So, just like... In Tecmo, you know, NES, you, you know, or any, any football game. It's not just Tecmo. You line up, you choose, you're picking your run or pass, and if the defense chose a, chose a play that would counter, you know, a pass or defense, they're going to rush quarterback, tackle, whatever it may be. Um, in this game, I find passing to be literally impossible. Uh, I think passing in the NES Tecmo Bowl is fine. 
but passing in the Game Boy Tecmo Bowl I find to be absolutely impossible. Uh, mostly because your character just doesn't catch the ball. It's not because of interceptions. It's just because your character just doesn't catch the ball. Uh, I don't know if it's a 50-50 chance or what's happening, but your character can be wide open. The ball will go into their sprite, and it will go right through them onto the other side. Like the, Your character just doesn't catch the football. Um, but when I play Tecmo Bowl, I'm not in it for pass. I'm in it to run. Because just like Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl NES, if you do the crisscross angle running, no one can tackle you. And Tecmo Bowl Game Boy takes that to a new leaf, basically. So at any time yet you're on an angled run, you actually feel like you run slightly faster at an angle because the enemy has to, or the, the enemy, <laughs> the opposing team, the defender, the enemy... Um, kind of like doesn't understand fully like the AI doesn't fully understand like what's going on so it wants to try and correct itself all the time which actually slows it down a little bit and actually hinders the AI so you actually get a bit of a break when running diagonal in this game as well too um, again though this game even though it doesn't have a difficulty choice depending on the team that you choose or play against, you will get railroaded pretty quick. Uh, when I played this game, I got to the Super Bowl, and I went off against Bo Jackson. And I won the game. Barely. But uh, I got steamrolled a lot in that game, because you cannot touch Bo Jackson in any retro football game. So... With that said, uh, there's a nice dotted line on the screen that shows you where you need to go to get your first down. There's actually some stats on top of the screen, too, saying, like, hey, this person has thrown for 100 and 148 yards, you know. This person has made three sacks in the game. Like, there's actually some stats that come across the screen, too. They actually pack the actual gameplay screen quite a bit. And the gameplay itself is very fluid and at normal paced speed. Um... It's a very good football game. Now, this is a football game that you kind of already have to know how football works. There's no penalties, per se, but you need to know how football works. This isn't a game that you're like, I've never seen or played football before. I'm going to go try it out, and you pick it up and turn it on. You're not going to know what the hell you're doing. Um, this is a game that is, once you've understood the basics, once you understand the fundamentals of football, this is a game that you kind of want to dive into. Being an American, Tecmo Bowl, right, is everyone's go-to. Like, Tecmo Bowl is the greatest football game of all time. As an American, it's easy for us because we grew, we grow up with football. Football is in our blood from the day we're born because it is just an American sport. I talked to Mo about American football, and Mo's just like, I don't know what any of this stuff means. He's like, it's, I don't watch it. It's not popular over here. I don't care. So whenever I watched him play football games, I, I was just like, oh, what are you doing? You need to do this. You need to do this. Please play the game. You know, but he just doesn't know. So, again, this is a game where, like, if you're not accustomed to American football, this might not be your – this might not be the best first game for you to dive into, even though it does play very well and the sprite work is done very well. I would still recommend play action football and NFL football before this 
just to understand the game. Not so much for the gameplay itself, but to understand football. And then once you think you got a basic understanding, then dive into Tech Mobile. I think this game is actually quite well done. I don't think it's as good as the NES counterpart, mostly because it does feel a little little clunky and a little wonky at times. But that's not to say it's a bad game. I still do recommend Tech Mobile Football, especially if you're born and raised in American football and really understand it and just looking to have a good time portably. Now, again, I mentioned this earlier, you go into first week. Football is a 16-week game plus postseason. Uh, 15 of those games are... Yeah, so it's a 16-week season with with a postseason. So this game doesn't have any modes to choose from. Once you've picked your team, you go into a season. So you start from week one all the way to week 16, and then depending on your um, win-loss record, you go into the playoffs. Then in the playoffs is another um, four weeks. So you have your round one, you have your wild card, then you have your conference game, and then you have the Super Bowl. So throughout this entire game, after every week or every game that you play, you are given a password, and this password is atrociously long, and it sucks. But you get a password. So with the Game Boy, you know, they didn't have a battery for this cart. So you couldn't save it. Like there is no hard drive in the Game Boy to save, like there is in today's consoles. They gave you a, a hash password that you'd use to continue where you left off. So again, these passwords were so atrociously long and they sucked that you need to have a pencil and paper. Well, if you're on a road trip, you're probably not gonna have a pencil and paper with you, right? So better hope that you get through the entire season at one go. <laughs> uh, outside of that. Good game, very nice sprite work, audio is by far the best of the football games we've talked about so far. You can actually listen to this one, you don't need to turn the audio off for this game at all. The biggest downside is the muddied colors that they decide to choose for the field and the players, and just the lackluster of the actual information that they're giving you at any given time for the game. Otherwise, not a not a terrible game to choose from. Uh, this time around, we're going to dive into one last game this episode because we are going to have to break this up into two parts just to keep Legs' sanity uh, stable because listening to me talk about football for an hour would drive anyone insane. Uh, we're going to go and we'll do things a little out of order here, but I'm going to go with NFL Quarterback Club 96. Now, hey, Tony, why aren't you starting with NFL Quarterback Club 1 or NFL Quarterback Club 2? I'm saving those for the next episode to keep them together because of how vastly different those two are, given how close to a release they were. Um, So NFL Quarterback Club 96... This game came out pretty late in the uh, yeah pretty late in the Game Boy life cycle. Uh, NFL Quarterback Club '96 came out on the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the Game Boy, the Game Gear, the computer, and the Sega Saturn. Oh, crazy, I know. 
kind of crazy to think about the Saturn came out around 96. Um, game was released October of 1995, developed by Condor and published by Acclaim. Uh, get used to hearing Acclaim quite a bit when it comes to sporting type games. So, this game, you're greeted with a very dark screen with just some boring text that just says NFL Quarterback Club 96, 95 Acclaim, blah, 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 blah. Pretty, pretty boring stuff. And then after a while, you get this the sweet Acclaim splash screen that you would see, uh, the Condor splash screen for uh, the developer. Then you get this kind of deep, which is oddly different already because every sound has been super high-pitched. You get this kind of deep, like, noise that for the title screen that says NFL Quarterback Club 96, and it's all like these bubble letters, right? And also, it looks like they took the Super Nintendo version and, like, gray-toned it and made the and made the letters super, super white so people can actually see what was going on. Uh, but the music isn't bad in the title screen at all. And then as you as you press start, you get to choose between essentially a game mode. You have a preseason, uh, you have a season, you can resume your season, playoffs, and you have your options. So with that, typically, as a kid, you kind of bounce around with this, right? As a kid, if I was home... If I was home for a long period of time, if I was home for a long period of time, uh, if I had a way to save a game or something, I typically would play a season. Uh, mostly because like, it was more convenient. Like I get done with my homework, I go to my room, I play a couple games in my season, save, turn it off, call it a day. But if I'm on like a road trip, like a, hey, I'm on like a three-hour road trip or whatever, you know, like oh, I get to sit in the back seat and stare at the window and look at friggin' trees on the side of the road, great. I'm going to choose playoff mode because playoff mode is I don't have to have a pen and pencil to write down a password. Uh, I don't have to worry about saving at all. I can just literally play through my 16, 18, whatever it may be, tournament, and at the end of it, be done with it. Uh, so once you've chosen your game mode, you get to choose your teams. So again, this is an NFL-licensed game. So everything is based off of team names. So you got your 49ers, your Chargers, Eagles, Vikings, whatever it may be. And this time, they actually give you stats of each team. So that you can see what team was very good at passing, running, tackling, and covering. So in 1996, you're probably going to want to lean towards the 49ers. Because Steve Young, Jerry Rice powerhouse maybe even the cowboys with troy aikman emma smith Deion sanders um again so some of these games take a little bit of knowledge of your american football history as well too as to know what teams were very good then and what teams had what players back then too because you think about the packers you had brett Favre. that's really about it right you think about the vikings you had i don't know because i don't care about the vikings so Steelers, you know, you had so many, you had, you had uh, Jerome Bettis, uh, I mean, you had Lions, you still had Barry Sanders, so you still, you know, you have all these types of players, you just have to understand a bit of American history with some of these stats things as well too, but this is where the stats do come into play, if you don't know much about the teams or the team history, the stats definitely help you. 
And then once you've chosen your team, you get to basically kind of choose. Um, you get to you get to decide what team you want to be. So you choose, you know, the the one player in the computer depending on the game mode that you chose. And you can choose between home or away. And then you get a coin flip, which again, mind blowing. If you all didn't don't know American football, the way it's determined of whether or not a person's going to get the ball first is by a coin is by a coin flip. Um, the captains of the team are going to walk to the center of the field with a referee. The referee is going to ask the visiting team, heads or tails. You know, he's going to say, call it in the air, heads or tails. He's going to flip the coin. The person's going to say, heads or tails, if they choose tails, let's say. And the referee catches it and puts it on the back of his hand. And if it's tails, the person has a couple of options. They can say, I want to kick the ball. I want to receive the ball. Or I want to defer. Now, if they receive the ball, they get the ball first. If they kick the ball, they get the ball. They get the ball first in the second half of the game. Now, if they defer... The deferred, that option, that choice now goes to the home team. The home team can either decide to receive or kick. Now, if you receive the ball right away in the opening of the game, you kick the ball in the second at the start of the second half of the game. It's kind of like basketball. So uh, you get a coin flip, and you get to choose between heads or tails, and then you get to choose, you know, whether or not you want to receive or kick. You don't get a defer option in this game. So this game takes the angle of what we saw in NFL football. So we get a flat field with a front view of the actual players. Now, the graphics suck. I'm just going to come out and say it. The graphics suck. The field, again, it, fall, it, it falls into that Tech Mobile issue of it's super muddled and really hard to see. But it takes it a little bit a step further uh, in terms of it's not too dark, but it's actually too light. Now, um, the players look like hunchbacks from Notre Dame with broken knees uh, with, with a very fancy mustache. They don't look like football players. They literally look like something I would see in Alien 3 that I would burn with a flamethrower. Um, the only recognizable thing on the screen is the football which is really hard to mess up a, an oval, right? But on kickoff, you had a little corner of the screen. Again, instead of having a full power bar, you have a power bar with an accuracy kicker now. So now you have a, a, a dual step when, with kicking. So you can either kick left or right instead of right down the center. And you get the crowd that goes, hooray, but the crowd sounds like crashing ocean waves. Um, outside of that, there is... No music in this game. You get a couple sound effects here and there that aren't too bad to listen to, but there is no music in this game. You get to hear you get to hear the the, the crowd cheering the entire time. And then once you get tackled, you get a cutscene that says, Hey, it was returned by number whatever, uh, for a five yard gain, four yard loss touchdown whatever it may be so you actually get a, an actual like play update of what just happened and then you go into the play of the play choosing play option menu the playbook um they actually brought back a decent amount of information 
Uh, and it's super, super well done. This is the best part of the game. The absolute best part of the game. Everything is in a, in a, is in a grid style and aesthetically looks amazing. At the top of the screen, you get your you have your teams, which team has the football, how many timeouts, the score, and right below that, your first down, or your downs, your yards, time left, will quarter, the play clock, which we have yet to see in any of the three football games we just talked about. You have a forty second, you have forty seconds to choose your play, line up, and hike the ball. So it has a play clock. And it tells you what yard line you're on. If you're on the opponent's 16, if you're on your 20, it tells you what yard line you're on now. And then now, instead of just having four or six different plays to choose from, you get to choose. I'm gonna be. I want like. I want to do an inside run. I want to do a pass, a trick play. It's like your reverses, an outside run, or a special teams. So you don't get to do by formation, but what type of play that you want to do. Um, and once you've chosen the type of play that you want to do, you are presented with four different options of that of that type of play. And then you, you choose by the highlighter indicated, press A, you line up, you get to hear the really crappy crowd cheering you on. That sounds like ocean waves crashing. And then you get to run the ball. So... This game, even though the graphics are bad, the there's literally just no audio to the game, and everything else just seems really boring. The actual fluidity of the gameplay is phenomenal. I would almost put it on par with tech with with Tech Mobile. It is. There's no stutter. The pacing is perfect, and it has the same, basic same physics of Tecmo Bowl, where if you run to an angle, you have a slight advantage over your defender because the AI does get slightly confused. And depending on the team chosen, you can either truck over defenders or the defender is going to truck you. So the gameplay of this game, even though graphically and, and audio sucks, the gameplay saves all of that it is phenomenal so as you're running down the field you know you're gonna have a bunch of people that line up to try and tackle you and after a while a defender is going to rubber band and potentially tackle you so if you do happen to score a touchdown which you should you're gonna get a nice little jingle that it's it, it kind of sucks but it's pretty short and you get a cool little dance in the end zone as well too then you get a custody and says hey touchdown and then from there you go back to your playbook. Um, that's really the gist of NFL Quarterback Club 96. So much like all the other football games we talked about, we we talk about like, hey, like if I don't know anything about football, how should I how should I approach these games? This game again is one of those games you kind of need to know a bit about American football to really get into it. But it does give you a strategy-minded approach to the actual game as well with knowing where you are in the field and timings as well too. I would actually put this slightly below Tecmo Bowl in terms of you know, sprite work and audio. But I would put this above Tecmo Bowl in terms of, excuse me, in terms of strategic thinking 
and management of the actual game. So they, they definitely have their pros and cons to each other, but this, even though graphically looks bad and it looks like they're wearing plague masks, the gameplay really, really saves this game. It's not, a, it's not pleasing to the eye at all. Uh, it's not overbearing, it's not gross, but it's it's nothing to really brag about. But the gameplay is, I just can't get over enough on how good the gameplay is for this. This is a game I recommend solely just to see how good the gameplay really is. I don't recommend this game to learning football at all. I don't even recommend this game for just playing a football game. If you're going to play a football game and you know what football is, go play Tech Mobile. But just to appreciate what bad graphics but good gameplay looks like, play NFL Quarterback Club 96. Just play it for one quarter, five minutes. That's all you need to understand what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So with that said, I'm going to take another quick break here. When we come back, we're going to do the closing statements, my thoughts on these games, my history of these games. I'll even give you some history of me playing football. Um, but this is definitely going to be a two-part uh, Game Boy Light because you're not ready for the Madden games yet. <laughs> so stay tuned. Uh, so history of these games. So growing up, I actually didn't have any football games for the Game Boy. I had a ton for the NES and a ton for the Super Nintendo, a ton for the 64, a ton for the PlayStation. I was very big into sports games growing up because I was very big into sports growing up. I loved football. I loved basketball growing up. I played football. I played tackle I played physical tackle football for 12 years. I played from first grade all the way to 12th grade, uh, senior year of high school. And I have a great appreciation of the game. Regardless how over the top and kind of marketed it is now, I have a great appreciation for football, for American football. Um... So with that said, I I played I have played all of the football games for the Game Boy, for um, Game Boy Adventure, and out of the four, Tecmo Bowl was obviously my favorite. I I just have a lot of knowledge about football. Uh, Tecmo Bowl is my favorite mainly because I think it was more of a nostalgia trip because I used to play so much Tecmo Bowl on the NES that I played on the Game Boy, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, I can see through a lot of the issues just simply because I had just such a nostalgia trip for it. When I got to play themes like play-action football, which is also on the NES, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see how well done the graphics were because when I think of a football game for a Game Boy, at least before I played them, I always envisioned like an Atari style football game where I'm going to get like a circle or a stick, you know, that's going to be my, you know, characterized as the player and it's going to run down the field. Uh, but to my very, very pleasant surprise, the game, the, the developers for the Game Boy for at least football games 
have done a phenomenal job with the actual sprite work itself. Like I said, even though in NFL Quarterback Club 96, they look like plague, plague masters, plague doctors, or, you know, the hunchback from Notre Dame, or some alien from Alien 3, you can still tell that, you know, it's, it's almost like Mutant League football, right? If you've played Mutant League football for the Genesis, like, it's kind of like that. Uh, it, it, it's kind of charming in its own way. Um, but it was it was pleasant it was pleasant to see how much information they could pack onto a Game Boy cartridge for some for a game like this. Now later games like Madden and whatnot, you know, you'll get your passwords or your your saving options because of batteries. But uh, the basic game modes and just the base fundamental of the actual game itself with uh, play action football and NFL football really makes you just realize how simple of a sport football is. And when we look at football now, we think it's this cumbersome, commercial, media-packed, like you need to catch a football with one hand now because of, you know, OBJ's done it or, you know, Brett Favre played with a broken thumb. You know, we think about all these things with football. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so complex and it's so crazy and brash. and But really, deep down, it's just a, a simple game of taking this ball and running it down the field. Whether you hand it off or throw it in the air, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, very very simple sport you know at, a, at its base so that's kind of like my history with these four games I'll give you my history with the other with the, with the rest of the games uh, next next light episode that I do on this because um, that information <laughs> the next light I am not going to be too nice about because the games that we have to go through are not super nice <laughs> Um, there's a reason I didn't do NFL quarterback club one to this, this time around. Um, but overall, if you ever get a chance to play a football game on the game boy, these are the four to check out. Honestly, the next four or five we talk about avoid at all costs. I'm just giving you that right now. These are the four games to check out. If you're into football game boy games, especially tech mobile. If you can see past the little bit of the Game Boy wonkiness with the game, you'll love it, especially if you know football. Um, so yeah, with that, I'm going to call it there for this episode. Uh, you can find me at Belthic Gaming on Twitter and Twitch. I have a YouTube. I still don't have a URL for it. Oh, you can find me on tick, uh, Belthic on TikTok, uh, Belthic Gaming, I think, on Instagram, you can find all that information actually on my About section on Twitch. I actually finally updated it. So uh, you can find my wonderful co-host, Mola at Mola M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H, on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can find our wonderful, wonderful producer, Legs, Sprinting Legs on Twitch, Legs on YouTube, and obviously the three of us are on Discord. Please join our This Is Game Boy Discord as well, too. It's a pretty quiet Discord. We don't like to annoy or interrupt. But we do have some nice chats. We do have some, like, hey, what do you think of this game? Or, hey, have you tried this game? Or, hey, I found this game for this price. What do you think? You know, we do have some nice constructive conversations about Game Boy, even about retro gaming in general that are really fun. And we meme a lot, um, especially me, 
when it comes to uh, episode choices. So we also have a Patreon. So if you do like what you hear and you want to support us and keep us moving, you can support us through Patreon. Once we hit $20 a month, uh, Mo and I will actually start live streaming our broadcast, our, our, our podcasts. Uh, so you can not only see them or listen to them on SoundCloud or YouTube, but you can actually watch us do these uh, episodes on Twitch and see how our how crazy our, our breaks actually do grit because there's a lot you don't you don't get to hear or see. Uh, we also have a, a PayPal. So if you're not into the whole subscription thing, maybe just want to do like a hey, here's a quick fiver, love what you're doing, keep it up type deal. We have a PayPal that you can do that with as well. We don't have a tie-in with PayPal to Discord, so if you do donate through PayPal and you, you want to be recognized, please let one, one of the three of us know, Legs, Mo, or myself. We want to reward you in some way. We want to show appreciation for your generous support. Um, we also have all of our episodes now on YouTube, uh, Legs and Mo crammed pretty hard with a very tedious project to get all of our past podcast episodes up on YouTube now um, and you can literally find all of this information on gbrunners.com forward slash TIGB uh, this has a small little bi- biography of the podcast the three of us link uh, social media links for the three of us and links for all of the podcast related needs um also with Sprinting Legs too, she has her own project website, so go check that out at SprintingLegs.com. I forgot to add that in there towards the end. So, yeah, with that said, the next time you hear from Mo and I, we are going to be talking about Hammer and Harry and Ghost Company, Ghost, Ghost Building Company. Hammer and Harry on the Game Boy. Hammer and Harry won on the Game Boy. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe. And talk to you next time. Even legs.